Hi, everybody. We're here live um, with Tools for a Peaceful Life. And I'd like to welcome you all with us and our uh, replay viewers. So if you're replaying, please let us know. Um, we, we're just really excited to have you. And I am excited Chandra Gary here with us today. Um, Chandra is a special guest. And she is a purple-wearing, prince-loving, cupcake-connoisseuring career and life coach. <laughs> she believes women desire to work in jobs that don't suck. So she's the owner of Solutions by Chandra, LLC. And I'm going to let her tell you a little bit more about what with that business, but she really has a great service to women. Welcome, Chandra. Thank you for being here with us today. Thank you, Sue. It's my privilege to be here and be to be your guest today. So thank you. You're welcome. You, you said a little bit about myself. Well, you kind of you kind of summed me up right there. Yeah. But um, well, I guess you can say what, what a personal belief of mine also ties into my career. I believe that everyone is created special and that everyone has a purpose. And I believe that you know, we have to, none of us were really born no filthy rich. So we all have to work whether we need to or we just desire to, but no matter what we're doing, we should be working in an area that is safe for us, both mentally and emotionally, spiritually, definitely physically. And so I, I help women who are working in environments that are unhealthy or the word is toxic that they're, maybe say they've been in this job and they don't realize just how, maybe like say burdened they are, just how constricted they are. They're just really oppressed. And I help them get, now I won't say get the courage because they develop that, but I show them that there is a way out, that they don't have to work in that type of environment and really just to be their cheerleader. So that way they can have the tools necessary to be prepared to go get a job that's gonna, you know, help them to live the life they were meant to lead, to be the star of their life story. Because sometimes right, we can just right. go so caught up into what we're doing and just, we don't realize that there is more because like the yeah. blinders have been put on it, just really like a veil has been put on and we don't realize we can do so much more. Right, how did you come to this? How did I come to this? Well, my story, I'll give you the short version, but I was someone who sort of fell into a career that I enjoyed but you can enjoy what you're doing, but not being in the best environment. And I think sometimes environments can get a little uncomfortable because that means we're supposed to grow. Um, sort of like a baby when they're teething, you know, it's painful, but a tooth has to pop out. Right. I was working in a work environment where I had been there 16 years. I was comfortable. I loved what I did, but it started where things just didn't weren't as easy anymore. Ideas weren't as welcome. And I know sometimes in our culture, we tend to have like have a cancel culture, just want to blame people. But I work with someone who our ideas did not mesh. You know, we were oil and water. It just, it did not flesh well. And I started taking, it started affecting me physically and then mentally. I said, you know what, I need to, this is something, I just, I need to do something different. So I follow steps that I teach my clients and I've got a new position. I worked in that position for 12 years. And again, loved what I did, loved the people that I worked with. But I had a, um, an injury, I broke my shoulder and I was off work for a little bit. And when I came back, there was just some, I said, say, 
some differences in opinion of leadership about what I should be able to do. And I realized that I was you know, working, working, but I wasn't being vocal. I didn't share the needs that I have. And I started, excuse me, I never, rule one one, when you do an interview, put the phone on silent. Um, sorry about that. Yes. Actually, my mother's, that was my mother's son bypass, but she's there. Okay. Um, but I realized that it was, it was very uncomfortable. It was affecting my health. And really the wake up call for me was that I had gone for a massage and my massage therapist, usually she just starts to work, but she went and got a heating pad and put on my back because just my muscles were just that tight. And I realized that she's a shot, there's something going on because you're like cement. I can't even work on you. Wow. And in that moment, just like, you know, you st I just started kind of replaying things in my life. My father died at the age of 54, um, just from work-related stress, just died too young. And I realized if my heart is a muscle, this stress could be affecting my heart. I went to therapy, you know, not just physically, but I went to like, I went to, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't losing my mind because of everything I was going through. And I went to a counselor and she helped me realize, she goes, Sean, you know what? It's not so much you, it's how you react to your environment. And she gave me some tools to how to cope with that. But then as I started sharing more things with her, she says, you know, your environment is not healthy. It's not healthy. And you need to make a decision. If you wish to kind of be around for a while, you know, you're going to make some choices. And so I went into prayer and I felt a peace about, says, you know what, this is just my time. I'm going to leave this environment and start my own company. You know, we share a very similar story in that way. You know, too much job stress really caused some health problems. You mm -hmm. know, um, we can become and I liked your point about the heart is a muscle. How many people have heart problems and it's related to their stress? You mm -hmm. know, think about how the shoulders get all tight and the back of the neck gets all tight. Yeah. Well, if your heart's doing that, that's probably not. Yeah. And you, you know what you said is true because my father... He developed high blood pressure when he was like about 28 and he developed it. I had a younger sister who since passed away. She was in and out of the hospital. And so going back and forth with her, going back and forth with her, that's what causes, that's, that's what causes high blood pressure. Just that stress that he's under trying to be strong for my mother, but he wasn't dealing with anything. And so that caused it and that ultimately led to, you know, his early death. So yeah, we have to physically take care of ourselves and, and a lot of the women that I work with, they're usually, there is some type of, there's either, um, there's like high anxiety, there's mm -hmm. stomach issues, back issues, neck issues, migraines, and all of it ties into, you know, they don't realize the stress they're under until they work with me. They're out from under that stress. And the environment's like, wow, you know what? I didn't realize what I was under. And that's how I was when I left my position in 2016. It's like, wow, the heavens opened up the birds saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you generally um, t uh, get your clients started in realizing them? Well, what we first do is, I, and I think my unique approach is unique. It doesn't make me better than any other coach. It's a little different. I try to just talk with the client, just person to person, woman to woman, to get to know more about them, their background. And then I meet them where they are. And what I do is a lot of times is I can see things in them that they can't see, 
So I use a couple different assessments, fancy word or a test where I kind of go dig deep and help them have them answer some questions so that they can really know a little bit more about themselves and then do more of a holistic approach because the mechanics of getting a job are pretty much the same. You send out an application, a resume, you interview, you get hired. But if you haven't done that soul work, that soul care, some of that mental and mindset, you're going to struggle. You're going to take whatever issues and challenges you had in one place, take them to the next place, and it's not going to be pleasant. So I try to do a little bit more of that, that soul and that mindset work, helping them deal with maybe say any forgiveness issues, bitterness, so that way they can be healthy when they go to their next position. Yeah, that's great. You know, getting rid of those underlying causes for not being peaceful. You know, mm-hmm. forgiveness, you're right. That's such a big one. And we don't think that affects us every day, but it does. Yeah, it does. And even just being able to be speak up for yourself, because I'm a person that tends to, you know, I was raised children are seen and not heard, but adults should be seen and heard. And right. so when there maybe were times where people would say things that I didn't necessarily agree with, maybe I had a difference of opinion, I wouldn't always say it. I would just kind of hold it in and then let it fester and it would bother me and just, and I never, never dealt with it. But as I matured and got older, actually with the help of counseling, it's, there's a way to let your opinion known if it's different without, you know, going off and being, you know, belligerent or something, just there's a way to state it and to do it in an assertive way. Sometimes women, we forget that we can say things and, you know, and we don't have to shy away. We can just be very vocal um, about what our beliefs are too. Yes. You know, I think as long as we're treating people respectfully mm-hmm. and we're speaking our truth, we're being authentic and pure heart, we should be able to say anything that we need to say. Yes. And also we need to be able to tell us, you know, that they can't treat us the way they might think they can. Mm -hmm. um, One of the things that you mentioned was um, maybe aligning with the same values or ideas as, you know, some places that you worked, you know, and we have to be able to peace. And if there's boundaries, we have to be able to set those boundaries. Right. And it starts if you know who you are. And you'll, you'll be able to recognize earlier on if there's maybe been some value shifts, maybe not so with the company as a whole, but maybe say with your work team. Let's say if I had maybe been realized from this earlier, I possibly maybe could have gone to a different area, not necessarily leave a particular organization. But in hindsight, I believe that that, that was just, I'm a person of faith. It was just my time to step to the next level. Yes. And I think we need to realize that sometimes you make that change. You know, mm-hmm. that's like you said, the next step. And if we want to grow, which who doesn't want to grow? You know, we, we, we want to become the best we right? become our best self. Then sometimes you just have to move on. And it, and it's okay. I know that of at least how I was brought up is that, you know, you go to school, you go to college, you work for an organization until you retire. That's not the case anymore. And a lot of people that know my elders when I was a little girl that I work in, I live like in a mill town. So they all went to the mill. But then when the mill changed hands, it's like they didn't care if you'd worked their X amount of years. You just were kind of people let go. 
And so it is, it is, I think it's unrealistic to think that you're going to start at a place when you're 22 years old and work until you're 65 in that same company. You may work maybe say five years at the company, change job every five years, and that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a much different time for longevity. You don't have um, people that stay and get a pension and retire off their pension. It doesn't, right. you know, fine. Mm -hmm. yeah. So um, how did you find peace in all of this while you were on your journey? How I found peace. A lot of it came from working with a coach slash counselor who helped me to see who Chandra really is. You know, I had this, she helped me to identify that who I am separate from what I do. And they're two different people. So going through counseling, and a lot of times people, there's like a stigma that, oh, it means something's wrong with you if you reach out to someone for help. Yeah. It's not, it's actually a signal, a sign of strength is that you realize that you don't have all the answers. So you're gonna go to someone who has the answers who can help you develop them. So um, working with a coach slash counselor, and then also just um, prayer, prayer, just being humble enough to say, God, you know what? I need your help because I don't know what to do next. And, and, you know, having those conversations and then being quiet to listen for the answer. The answers don't necessarily just fall out of the sky at you. They may come through the mouth of a trusted friend. You may see something on television or a random stranger in the street may just kind of give you some confirmation of what you're feeling. Right. Right. So so that's what helped me um, counseling, prayer. And then when I made the ultimate decision to leave the last environment, it was actually a coworker who didn't really know what I was going through. But she asked me to come to her office. She was like a senior administrator. And she told me something that she was doing. She was, you know what, you need to consider doing that same thing. She says, don't let this place kill you. Now, she didn't know what I was going through. So to me, that was divine intervention. And I took that to heart. Wow. I think that's great. You know, um, you're right. It is a sign of strength. You know, it's it's not easy to ask, you know, when you need help. And mm -hmm. it takes a strong, courageous woman to be able to do that. Thank you know, you. Um, I think that sometimes thing we can do is ask for help and maybe even a little bit harder is to wait for that answer yes yeah so if you are going to give our listeners just one little piece of advice what would you tell them oh that's a good question um i was what i would say is Find out who you are at your core and honor that. Find out what makes up supine. What does supine believe in? Values. Why you do the things, why you believe the things you believe and then honor that. Like I said, I, a funny example, I love purple. I honor that. I even, I wore purple for you today, Sue. And I see you have I purple on as well. Too. <laughs> So because when you know who you are and you know what's important to you, mm -hmm. you can go into different situations and you won't change. You may be uh, learn how to adapt to the situation, but if you don't know who you are, you'll turn into a chameleon where you'll go to this place and you adapt and you'll adapt and just blend in. 
but you don't, you don't know you. And for me, again, relying on my faith, one day I won't be in this world. And I believe that I will stand before the Lord and he will say, Chandra, I want him to say, well done. Not, well, you know, I called you to help X amount of women to do this, this, and this, but instead you chose to work at this job that you didn't like and you just stayed there. Okay. You're in, you made it, but you didn't do everything you could have. And yeah. to me, that was just like, wow, if I could have helped someone and I didn't, that's just somebody, I always, I tell my clients that they are the solution to someone's problems. And so I'm a solution too. That's how I got the name. But so I want to be, I want to be able to be that lifeline to someone else as I've had many lifelines. Right. That is a true servant's heart. I admire that. Thank you. Thank you. Sandra, if our listeners want to get a hold of you, some more information, what's the best way to find you? Well, I'm going to give you two different ways. One, and I know this is totally strange in social media land, but you can actually call me. I, I take phone calls. My number is 219-413-2629. That's 219-413-2629. Or you can find me. There's a website you can go to where I have a, a training that you're able to participate in. It's bit.ly slash getting the hell out. So it's bit.ly slash G-E-T-T-I-N-G-T-H-E-H-E-L-L-O-U-T. Now, let me preface this by saying that I don't curse, but my for, I call it, I train is called getting the hell out because if your job isn't heavenly, you have to get out. I love that. That is great. And if that, that URL was too long, you can also find me on Facebook at Solutions by Chandra. Okay, super, super. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here today. And I want to thank our friends. Um, is there anything you'd like to add before we go? Um, I would just say to those who uh, maybe say if you're apprehensive, you're, you're apprehensive about starting a job search, just start, just try. Um, I share this sometimes with people that I'm always, sometimes I was nervous as, as far as speaking in front of people. So I did things to, I mean, I should say speaking on, on media in front of certain people. So when you asked me, said, Chandra, can I interview you? Like, okay. So that means it took me, it took me out of my comfort zone. So I'd encourage anyone to do that. All right. Do something that's going to scare you just a little bit. Okay. Well, thank you um, for our listeners. Um, if you have any um, issues trying to help Chandra or you didn't have a chance to write that down, um, let me know and we will make sure that we can make that connection. Um, I invite anybody who is on Clubhouse at 4 p.m. Eastern time. We'll be talking about uh, one of my favorite tools for peaceful life, and that is laughter. So um, feel And Chandra, once again, Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate everything you had to say to us today. Thank you, Sue. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.